Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Savage to Sage podcast. I have the privilege of having Braden Deal, the founder and president of Iron House Studios. Welcome, Braden. Hey, glad to be here. Hey, um, so if you could, can you give me kind of a, a background of you and tell me more about Iron House Studios? So I got into video by chance. So we're a video production company. And so I'm leading the creative day to day. And um, I actually ended up right from the start, dropping out of three different colleges, trying to get into a space that I felt, you know, was a good space for me is, uh, what am I going to do with my life? I mean, I tried going to school for video and then I went to school for music and then I went to school for like theology and every one of those, yeah, it didn't work out. So I ended up landing on my feet doing a, like an internship, um, at like, uh, my local church here. And they needed video. And like, I just wanted to be a rock star, you know? So I'm like, sure, I can do video too, whatever. Uh, picked up a camera before. And so it came out of a need. It was just like, literally they needed video. And it was like the most perfect space to learn how to do video because no matter what you do, they love it. And there's always that live audience on Sunday that's watching your work. And it just so makes you want to make better videos, you know, when you feel the air suck out of the room because that was too long or too short, you know, whatever it might be. So um, after about, you know, seven or eight years doing that, I still was like unfulfilled and for many reasons, but like in a church, you can only make so much money or go so high in any type of situation. So I had a wife and two kids and I was needing my father-in-law's helping us pay our mortgage and stuff, you know, things are happening. I go, man, something else. I got to change something here. And like a little conversation with my dad, he suggested, uh, yeah, you should start your own company. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, how, how do you even, like, you just, just how am I going to do that? I don't know how to do that. You know? Um, he's like, no, you know, in this family, we're, we're entrepreneurs. Like he left a factory and started a remodeling business. So like, he's like, gave me a little line of, it literally was a sentence of identity. And I was like, that was enough to start Iron House. And so I put in like a three month notice at, at church to just, I wanted to bring somebody up to, to take my place and then left the church, left the church doors. No joke. Uh, it was like 3 PM. It was December 23rd. I had no work lined up. We had little to no money in savings. And I stepped out the doors about a half hour later. I get a text message from like a producer friend that I knew. And she was like, Hey, I have a client that needs seven videos. They want to start January 4th. She said, are you available? She had no idea I even started Iron House at the time. She's like, are you available? Can you do that? I'm like, I'm wide open. So that literally was, <laughs> that started the whole journey, man. That's wow. as as I can get. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. 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 Yeah. So, so now we have uh, four employees currently. And we're serving mostly people regional, some national clients. We're flying around doing crazy stuff. And then, um, but yeah, we're, we're making video for relationally focused companies. And we're trying to do it differently because we want people to watch our stuff. We want people to 
want organizations to grow from the work that we do. That's a really big part of it too. So um, that has sharpened us to create the style and the kind of take that we're doing when we're making video. And so we're enjoying it. It's been pretty good. So you mentioned like this, a relational approach, like that's, that's a big word. It's used a lot, like kind of, can you like break that down to how that relates to videos? Yeah. Well, I think we've all seen videos that, well, you can't wait to skip. You're like hitting that skip button as it's counting down on YouTube. And I don't know. It's like, what can we do differently with that situation? I know there's play ad placement. We're interrupting. Some of our ads are interrupting people, all kinds of things like that. Okay, I totally understand that. But videos, you got this really awesome element where it's sound, it's audio, and it can do really well communicating personality. So when I say relational, it's like sometimes authenticity, that's another word that gets thrown around, but it's it's really hard to capture and get that across when someone's so nervous being on camera. And so I'm like... I went straight into those corporate type of videos, talking heads, all that stuff that let's not do any of that. Let's, how can we, if we can just communicate personality and that people are really real people and genuine and they understand your problem and, you know, they really care about you. Like I would almost say it doesn't even matter that you communicate A, B, C, and D perfectly. It's like, if you feel like you, you know that person a little more at the end of the video and that's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's really, really great. Well, if you were to look at like kind of Iron House and like what the problem that you guys are trying to solve, how would you like, how would you sum that up? Yeah. I think most people will, would engage with Iron House going, we need a video. You're right. Everyone thinks, yeah, I need video content in my marketing and our, our plan. I think what people struggle with is, well, what kind of video do I make? What should even be in the video? What, you know... It immediately goes into a very own unknown space. I guess you just kind of default to what you've seen other people do. You try to figure, you try to figure that out. So right from the start, we're you know we're taking every project and we're working, leaning into that creative space and saying, "Look, there's a uh, content galore. There's there's just gold sitting all around your office and your organization, and it's you just may not have the lens to see it. And so we're right away trying to go." We're going to help you see that content. We're going to help you see all that gold, all that awesome good stuff that would really help you guys out. And then we're going to execute on it. We're going to turn it into something watchable. And not only that, I think sometimes people go, well, I just need a video. And we go, a video is great, but we want to maximize everything because you know we're going to be at your place. We might be disrupting some things. So let's get the most out of it we possibly can. So then we start leading people and helping them see, oh man, I can use a 15 second video here and I can do a 30 second one here and I can put it on LinkedIn. You know, you start uh, just taking one situation and creating so much awesome content that you can spread throughout your entire marketing plan. And so that's been probably the biggest way, uh, the biggest benefit we've been helping people solve. There's a, a cool little ripple effect that happens too that I've noticed. It's hard to quantify. So you'll have to take my word for it, but once the video is made and the people in the organization see it, there really is an excitement that happens. There's like a ripple effect of excitement, of like trust and confidence being built, even in your team, let alone with customers and clients. It builds within your team. And that's been a super cool transformation we've seen. And, I, and it surprised me even that a video can do that. 
But a lot of times you're bringing team members together to create the thing. And so, I don't know, there's a really cool synergy that happens. Uh, just a you know, little bonus that really impacts the whole organization. So it's been pretty cool. That's neat. It's, it's almost like the way that you produce the product in, enhances the organization. Yeah. 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 It'd be like that. And then it's like, well, sometimes, you know, a big thing everyone wants is testimony videos. And you'd be surprised at how many people in the organization don't get to hear the stories about what they're, what they're doing and how it's impacting, you know, customers and clients. And, and sometimes, yeah, of course it can be emotional or you can just literally capture life change of like joy and happiness. And so like, I think that's been really powerful as well. Being the whole organization, getting to see the stories of maybe just the sales guy got to hear that story, but now the whole organization gets to hear it, you know? That's awesome. You know, uh, just one more question in this, in this area, like, we talked before the show about AI and its effect on everything, you know, kind of where does, you know, kind of video, how do you see that changing, you know, over the next five to 10 years, where is that going? You know, kind of your solution, those types of things. So I try really hard not to be, I'm only 34. And so I got a lot of, a lot of life ahead of me, but I try really hard not to be the old grumpy curmudgeon man about things changing. I really try hard, but <laughs> so I'll, I'll start. I think, AI is going to impact video in a lot of positive ways and, of course, a lot of negative ways. Positively, um, I think you can get really great quality work done. Some of them, we, there's a lot of menial tasks, what we're doing. So we're going to be able to get those done quicker. And that's also going to impact cost because traditionally video can be out of reach for a lot of, uh, a lot of organizations. So I'm really excited about that. Getting video even more accessible, good video, more accessible because a lot of the really great relationship driven companies just don't have access to that video, but it's like, I want them to win in the marketplace. I want to celebrate them more. So anything we can do that's going to help us be, uh, I guess, help us cut costs or be more you know, positioned correctly for that, like I'm excited about. So I can see it impacting in, in a lot of great ways for that. Um, one little tweak that happened recently is, well, this might be bad or good, but we, we can make people say things that maybe we didn't capture like, oh man, I really wish they would have said it this way. And now <laughs> if I got an interview with you though, I can, you know, scan that interview, it learns your voice, and then it can, I can say, all right, type a sentence in and, and get that line that I wish I would have caught, you know. So that could have some negative effects, but it's still positive for us. That's a that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I imagine, you know, those typical kind of like uh, you know, the sheets that you have to fill out saying that <laughs> You have your permission. Those are going to change. Hopefully. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I should probably look into that. <laughs> your permission to make you say anything I want you to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Like, you talked a little bit about like, hey, you kind of hit the ceiling at kind of your, you know, your church vocation. You're thinking about providing, you know, for your family completely understandable. And then your dad kind of taps you on the shoulder and says, Hey, you're, you're a family, you're part of a family of entrepreneurs, like go after it, you know, like, uh, can you tell me more about that? Like, what was that moment like when like thinking, contemplating, making that jump? Like I'm not exaggerating, 
that one sentence changed the tra- trajectory of my whole life. Like I was a pretty anxious dude. And so it, it's, it blows my mind. And I think it's part of it is figuring yourself out. I, I go, man, do I just, it's like, I have to get in a situation where there's, there's only one option out. And, and so the, that was the only option, right? I didn't have a college education. I didn't have the, the but something about, you know, a father figure or your father speaking a line of identity into your life. It's like, he wasn't saying you're a doctor, you're this, you're that. It's, he just, I guess it was broad enough that it gave me the hope that I needed to, to do it. And there was times after that, I called my dad and said, this sucks. This is horrible. Why did you (laughs) tell me to do this? This is so hard, you know? And he's like, yeah, I know it's, you know, feast or famine sometimes you gotta stick with it. You know, there's, there's been moments like that for sure. But man, I, I, I think about that with my own kids now, you know, I have an 11 year old and a nine year old and I, you know, again, I don't care which way they end up going, whether they're going to be entrepreneurs or not. Um, you know, I like to think that I'm paving the way for them to, to go even further, but you know, Jude, he, he takes care of our chickens. And so the other day he, I'm like, Hey, did you feed the chickens? He goes, ah, they, they only need fed about every three days. And so him saying that I went, Hey dude, that's how a business owner thinks like, you know, that you kind of measured that out and realized that it takes about three days. I'm like, that's really cool. And he just lit up and not to say I'm putting that on him. You're a business owner, but I, I saw him light up from that little, uh, exchange. And so I don't know, that's basically how it was as a grown, a grown adult, man, my dad saying that to me, right? Oh, my dad thinks I can do it. Well, so that's that, that, is, I don't know how to, I don't know. I'm not exaggerating when that was really all it took. That's incredible. I mean, it sounds like a very special relationship with your dad. So that's cool. Yeah. And that's the crazy part too, is it's not, you know, traditionally up to, we've gotten closer me and my dad from then, but before that, it wasn't like he was always speaking this into me, you know, that was the crazy part about it too. Um, it was one conversation and, uh, it was enough. So I, I think about that, you know, I've been in youth ministry and we even make an, a point to like, not just hire the most experienced person, but people who I can speak into and see potential in. And that has even produced a lot of awesome fruit, awesome conversations, you know, years later, just uh, believing in people has been uh, a biggest thing I've learned and picked up from, from my experience. Believing in people. I think that's a, a piece of sage advice for the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not great at uh, probably hiring the <laughs> the way everyone would hire. I, I've noticed this for some reason, because this is like, right, the church took a chance on me. Like I did not, I was not good at video. It takes a long time to get good at video. And they took a chance on me and it paid off really well. So now I don't know. I just... I do that with everybody on our team. If you talk to everyone on our team, you'd be like, well, how, how are you qualified for this position? How are you they, they don't. They come from all different backgrounds. It does not make sense half the time. But um, it's, a, it's a roll of the dice. But then I've also had employees go on from here and I, and I get phone calls that are, you know, in, in some of the toughest times, you get this phone call from a former employee that goes, thank you so much for believing in me or giving me this opportunity or whatever, whatever. And like, well, man, that makes it all really worth it. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely. 
As, so as a leader, one of the things that we talk about on this show a lot has to do with, you know, the responsibility of being an owner and all of that that comes at, at you on a constant basis. Typically, how the conversation goes is that um, it's really easy for entrepreneurs and founders to get burnt out. Instead of kind of talking about like times that you've burnt out, which we can talk about, um, but is there some specific ways that you fuel yourself or inspire yourself as a leader? I saw I have an envy problem. And anytime I've ever burnt out, it's typically out of looking to the left and to the right. Oh, I should be farther. I should be doing more. I should blah, blah, blah. I find that when I get burnt out, it's when I'm looking way too far in the future. And if I just, I got stuff to execute on today. If I put my time and attention into, um, and so for me, it, it, I'm a leader. I'm also in the creative. I'm, I'm making the videos. And so oftentimes what uh, really fires me up is it, it has to come from passion a little bit, right? So I, when I get to do something that has, I can put a little passion into that thing and see it come to life, that, that helps me out tremendously. And I always know in the back of my head when I'm starting to get bogged down and headed to burnout, like it's because you've got this idea in your head, you're afraid to execute on, you're not putting the time, setting the time aside to get, get it done. And I know that, you know? So it's like when I finally go, okay, I events, right? I get to the point where there's no other option out. I got to execute that thing that's in my head um, that always restores me. That's great. You talked a little bit about kind of like um, developing your team, your hiring process being unique, which I think it's great because, um, you know, you talk to so many folks and they're like, yeah, I throw in this question or this is what I'm really looking for. And I feel like in some regards, the hiring process could be as unique as the individual, you know, and kind of what they're looking for. So, um, but I do think it really highlights the person's value system, you know, and kind of what they've, what has been important in their life and, you know, how they, you know, think about growing or partnering with people on their team. Um, Tell me more about like how you find your core team members and what, you know, what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, I've posted, I've done job postings on LinkedIn. I've done interviews with people and I, man, I just get to the point where I'm like, I, I don't know. I think you're going to be a good fit. I don't, I mean, honestly, you don't really know a person until months go by. And so I hope I'm choosing correctly. But, and then at the same time, sometimes it's just, you know, uh, yeah, we have our core values. You know, we, we do the whole, uh, EOS, um, Gina Wickman where we're, we're rating and we're doing the court monthly reviews and we're trying to align all that. I got the purpose, vision statement, all those things. And most of the time, everyone is so excited and pumped. Everybody wants to be on the team. What it's, I'm still, it's a still learning process because what I'm, the questions I'm asking is what is really important to me that I've built throughout these seven years that like has made us get to this point. Okay. And I'm starting trying to write those down and quantify them. And then I'm just asking straight up those questions to people. And at the end of the day, you know, if they seem competent and then also our personalities or that conversation is a little easier, I'm, I'm happy with that. If you got some, you got the competency a little bit in place and we can have a conversation and it doesn't feel awkward and like keeps dead ending. And I don't, I don't know how to keep this conversation going. Then that's pretty much like, okay, cool. Like, let's try it. Let's try this out. It's not very sophisticated. I don't know, but it's, it's been working so far. 
I love it. This is probably one of my favorite questions that we get to ask on this podcast, but it's it's hard to kind of frame it up because it, it, it's a careful question. Does your team help you see some gaps within yourself? And do you welcome those? Or what have been some examples that your team has helped kind of like bring to the surface for you? So my love language is making fun of me. You need to pick at me because I'll pick at you. So if you don't pick back at me, then I'm like, it's just, it's not good. So I'll get out of control. Like I need to be, you got to, you know, get me in my place. And so um, the other day, one of our, uh, our project managers, like she kept saying, you have ADD. I think you have ADHD. I, said, I do not have ADHD. You know, I'm going back and forth. But she's like, you're constantly tapping or singing a song or doing something. And she's like, she's cracking up about it. And so I go, mm, okay, like I got some high energy things going on here. There's that. Now find out like I'm terrible with details. And I didn't know that. I thought I was a pretty organized person until I met an organized, I got an organized person on the team. I go, and I go, I can't look guys, you got to keep track of these details. Like I'm awful at this. I want to know what's I'm stressing everybody else out about. And then um, I could be, you know, pessimistic or, or negative. And so uh, once I brought a positive person onto the team, man, I really started that started grinding. I go, wow, I can to myself. Almost like I'm annoyed at his positivity. Like, why are you so happy? Optimistic is the thing. And I go, that's because I need more of that in my life. So, you know, so we'll have the conversations. And every like month or review, or I even even do every every two weeks, I'm meeting one-on-one with everybody. What how am I stressing you out? Well, how can I do, what can I do better? Um, and I so I definitely noticed communication was a big issue that was brought to my attention. And then you go home and you go, Man, I talked to my wife, Nikki. Yeah. It seems like I have a communication. I don't communicate my ideas or my what I want done. She goes, oh, you just uh, expect everybody to read your mind? I said, yeah, I guess that's the kind of thing. And she goes, yeah, that's what our marriage is like half the time. Okay. <laughs> Great. Good to know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's been helpful. That's cool. And I love that we can laugh and, you know, chuckle at that. That's, that's a good, healthy response. So. Oh, totally. I think. The, the biggest thing I've learned, you know, starting by myself, doing videos, doing everything to now this point is like, I really can't do it alone. As much as I think I could, and like I could just do this myself and mm. it, it would not go as far as we're, we're going and it would ultimately get to the place we want to be. Like, I just can't do it alone. That's so cool. So, um, you know, you talked about it a little bit, but like, best, most rewarding thing that's come through your evolution as a founder, entrepreneur? Yeah, it's definitely that. It was that phone call. So I had a guy who was... Um, he doesn't work with us anymore. He's he's actually started his own... Um, there's actually been a couple of people that started businesses uh, from Iron House. And so and he, this one guy in particular, man, we would just butt heads like crazy. Um, in, a, in a healthy way, I suppose. And, uh, and so... So I would always challenge him and he was challenging me all the time. And that was kind of the premise of Iron House was it comes from that proverb, iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. And so it was like, that was the idea I started out with. Little did I know what that was going to entail when I'm having all these sparks fly and we're sharpening each other and getting better and better. But, um, you know, I remember he was in a new, uh, he found this awesome job downtown and he called me like maybe three or four months later and was like, man, 
I just want to thank you so much for all the ways that you challenged me because it helped him get to that place where he could get that amazing job. And, um, and it was that those couple moments happened a couple of times where I'm getting that phone call or that text. And I'm like, you just kind of sigh, sigh relief because you don't know if you're doing what you're doing is right half mm. the time. And so to hear, get feedback, to see fruit from, you know, seeds that you were, you were planting and things you were trying to do. That is probably the most encouraging thing that I've picked up from my team at this point. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot more purpose than the actual products here. It's just like, you know, the reward of developing people and seeing the fruits of that. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that's been definitely the top, top three rewards that I didn't expect. You know, I definitely, of course, I come from, come from ministry and understanding, developing team, work with a lot of volunteers, but like, this is like on a whole nother level, paying people and having all so much more responsibility than I can imagine with leading a company. And so that has been so surprising. Um, but I definitely I still, I guess that does kind of drive me still every day with our, our current team, even. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. One more question before I, we tell the guests kind of you know, like your contact information if they want to reach out to you. But what sage advice would you give somebody, a new entrepreneur who's just launching? What would be kind of like your top one or two things? Yeah. So in the beginning, I thought I really had to have the plan figured out. And this is a personality thing, maybe. But um, I, you just got to try everything to see what sticks. So in the beginning, and this is maybe speaking more to video people, but it's like, I did weddings, I did live events, I did everything I possibly could to, and then I would do it at any price. And this might be bad advice, but I did it. And so it's like, I did it at any price. Sometimes I'm working for the chamber for free, making videos, like just anything to get our, our name out there. And eventually over time, like I could stop doing weddings and I could stop doing live events. And now we're more to a place where we're really working hard to do what we are exceptionally gifted at doing every day. Um, but if I didn't, if I would have just went into it like that, I'd be very poor and I probably wouldn't have a business at this point. You know, like that, I had no idea sometimes that free video I did, a really cheap video I did led to so much more work um, than I could imagine. Now that happens time and time again. So I don't know how that applies to every entrepreneur's journey, but at least to a video person, and anyone I talk to, they always want to like start limiting themselves. I'm like, you have a video camera, do anything video you can, and then see what really sticks with your personality and something that you can consistently maintain over the years. That's great. Yeah, I think at Full Stack, what we what we like to say is that we have an abundance mindset. There is, and there always will be enough. You know, and kind of coming from that frame of reference. Um, that just makes a huge difference, you know, like the, the scarcity model, which is, Hey, I got to, you know, whip it together, got to, you know, potentially go after things like it's a completely different disposition. And so, you know, like you've said, you know, giving generously to the market and to the people, like if it's just like one video, free video here, like, it seems like, you know, in time, like there's a real kind of reciprocation there, a two-way kind of relationship. So that's really neat. 
I appreciate yeah, that's it. a good point. Yeah, I guess there was some reciprocation that I didn't necessarily know was going to happen. And I, yeah, I absolutely struggle with abundance mindset. I think I fall into scarcity because more often than I'd like to admit, um, <laughs> and and I'm working on that every day. But but yeah, to your point, there is something magical that kind of happens um, when you put yourself out there. And the other fact about it is, I started finding problems in the industry that I can now build our business model to alleviate. So one problem I really hated was the proposal process with clients. I hated it because it was videos, this really subjective thing. And most video people want to, video people are, are incredible at having the excuse of if only. So if only we had more time, if only we had more equipment, if only we had, and it's, it plagues the industry. And so the mindset was always go in to a company and try to get as much of the budget as you possibly can. So you can rent this expensive camera da, 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 da. and I hated it because I wasn't good at it. And it also wasn't my mindset with making videos. At least I wasn't sure it was my mindset. So like we ended up, I ended up just saying, all right, I'm going to put our prices on the website which was kind of unique at the time for any video company in the area. And I'm going to build, the, I'm going to try to productize everything I can so that people don't feel like they're getting gypped and they can, they can choose what fits their budget or not, you know, like, and that actually turned out to be a really great thing that I would have never known. I didn't go into it thinking this is what I need to do to differentiate ourselves. It was just something maybe for my personality. I'm like, I hate this proposal situation. I'm going <laughs> to, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to change it. Um, and there's been many things like that that, ha- that have happened just from working with people, getting the experience, and it's actually created our business model. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Brayden, um, it's been great to have you on the show. If people wanted to get in contact with you or learn more about your company, what's the best way to do that? Ironhousestudios.com. It's a great place to start. And, um, you know, speaking with, you know, artificial intelligence, everything going on, um, we want to lead with creativity. And so we actually have a free workshop where I'll, I'll meet with you, me and a, a team member. Uh, it's, a, it's an hour long. We'll help you generate ideas. And um, a lot of the ideas you can execute with your iPhone if you, if you want to, you need to. And so that's, that's the starting point with Iron House. We love to um, lead with uh, creativity, lead with some ideas, strategic ideas. So I guess that's keep continuing the reciprocal thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's great. That's very great. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was uh, such a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.